and welcome to the horrendous b-sides hi it's my time hi callie hello with me as always. yes always and we're gonna talk about i don't know callie what are you talking to me about today i'm gonna tell you about saint valentine oh you mean the patron saint of hallmark cards yes <laughs> the patron saint of hallmark cards and candy <laughs> so it's actually really funny i'll get into it though all right but <laughs> we want to do this one because it's something that i had mentioned to elizabeth that i wanted to do and then i realized this is coming out on valentine's day so perfect time to do it and every valentine's day on my Facebook, I post something about St. Valentine being beheaded, and we celebrate that day by love. So I wanted to explain why that is. <laughs> and that's very interesting. And for those of you who may not like when I interject with opinions or additions to Callie's story, this is going to be the episode for you, because I don't know a dang thing about Catholicism. So I'm just going to be like a lot of, uh-huh, okay, neat, cool. <laughs> so lucky for you guys, this will probably be the last time I interject for a minute. There might be some questions, though. I'll, yes, there will be questions, but I won't have anything to add. I have to literally just shut up and listen because <laughs> I am not Catholic. I, again, I know I said this before, I'm not religious in the slightest, but I was raised Catholic and I find Catholicism very interesting. She even did her first communion and everything. Yes, I did all of it. Except for the only sacrament I haven't done is I didn't get married in the Catholic Church. And I haven't had my last rites because I'm not dying. So <laughs> yeah, other I than mean, that. We're all dying, aren't we? Slowly. Yeah. Day by sorry. That I didn't mean to bring it bring the mood down. I apologize. It's been a it's been a couple days. Let's just say that I need some Catholicism in my life. All right. <laughs> Maybe I should have Googled the patron saint of bad days. So you yeah. could pray to them. But yeah. I didn't do that. Maybe oh, okay. you can do that while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go for a goog. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to go into it. St. Valentine is the patron saint of affianced couples, beekeepers, engaged couples, epilepsy, fainting, greetings. So that's why I found Hallmark hilarious. Happy marriages, love, lovers, plague, travelers, and young people. Lots of saints are patron saints of multiple things. Okay, I was going to say, but I feel like a lot of those things, like I get like the fianced couples and all of that, but beekeeping, mm -hmm. that's kind of random, but okay. All right, we're rolling with it. Yep. And fainting, I didn't realize there. Fainting is an interesting one. Right. Patron saint of peanut butter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He is represented in pictures with birds and roses, and his feast day is celebrated on February 14th. So while writing this, I knew Elizabeth would go, what's a feast day? So I included uh, yeah, that. I really, I mean, it sounds delightful. I will say that. Do you get, is there a lot of eating involved? There's not. 
oh, that does not sound delightful at all. So what feast days are now, back in the day, there probably were feasts. In fact, I'm 85% sure there was, but I didn't live then, so I don't know. Feast days are days that correspond with a particular saint and are used to focus attention on examples of holiness that different men and women have given over the centuries. It is a day of veneration. St. Valentine, officially known as St. Valentine of Rome, is a 3rd century Roman saint widely celebrated on February 14th and commonly associated with courtly love. What? Oh. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. I thought you said Courtney love. I'm so sorry. Now we're courtly love. Yes. Who is not the lead singer of Hole. No. Okay. <laughs> courtly, courtly love, not yes. courtly love. Okay. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's funny because I don't talk right anyway. <laughs> Thank you. You said it correctly. I just didn't hear it correctly. Go ahead. Although not much of St. Valentine's life is reliably known, and whether or not the stories involve two different saints by the same name is also not officially decided. It is highly agreed that St. Valentine was martyred and then buried on the Via Flamia to the north of Rome. In 1969, the Roman Catholic Church removed St. Valentine from the general Roman calendar because so little is known about him. However, the church still recognizes him as a saint, listing him in the February 14th spot of Roman martyrology. I didn't know that was a thing until today. The legends attributed to the mysterious saint are inconsistent as the actual identification of the man. One common story about St. Valentine, Valentine, Valentine is, yes, (laughs) is that in one point of his life, as the former bishop of Terni, Narnia, and Amelia, he was on house arrest with Judge Asterius. While discussing religion and faith with the judge, Valentine, why do I keep doing that? Valentine. (laughs) pledged the validity of Jesus. The judge immediately put Valentine and his faith to test. St. Valentine was presented with the judge's blind daughter and told to restore her sight. If he succeeded, the judge would vow to do anything for Valentine. Placing his hands onto her eyes, Valentine restored the child's vision. Judge Asterius was humbled and obeyed Valentine's request. Asterius broke all the idols around his house, fasted for three days, and became baptized, along with his family and entire 44-member household. The now faithful judge then freed all of his Christian inmates. Oh, that's nice. That was thoughtful. It was. St. Valentine was later arrested again for continuing to try to convert people to Christianity. Said it wrong again. Oh, well. He was sent to Rome under the Emperor Claudius Gothicus, Claudius II. According to the popular 
Hagiographical identity. So I had to Google hagiographical. It is a biography that sheds positive light on the person, and it's typically written about saints. Okay. And what is believed to be the first representation of St. Valentine, the Nuremberg Chronicle, St. Valentine was a Roman priest martyred during Claudius's reign. The story tells that St. Valentine was imprisoned for marrying Christian couples and aiding Christians being prosecuted by Claudius and Rome. Mm, Claudius was a prick. Yeah, he was. Both acts were considered serious crimes. A relationship between the saint and the emperor began to grow until Valentine attempted to convince Claudius of Christianity. Claudius became enraged and sentenced Valentine to death, commanding him to renounce his faith or be beaten with clubs and beheaded. St. Valentine refused to renounce his faith in Christianity and was executed outside the Flamian Gate on February 14th, 269. I almost said 2069. Because, <laughs> again, that was so long ago, it's hard to comprehend. <laughs> it, I mean, it truly is. However, other tales of St. Valentine's life claims he was executed either in the year 269, 270, 273, or 280. Other depictions of St. Valentine's arrest tell that he secretly married couples so husbands wouldn't have to go to war. Aww. Yeah, it's cute. Gross. Another (laughs) variation. Dolls, how you really feel? I think love's gross. Like, I hate talking about my husband because I smile too much and it's not me. (laughs) Okay. That's just me, though. Hey, that's that's you. Another variation of the legend of St. Valentine says he refused to sacrifice to pagan gods and was imprisoned. And while imprisoned, he healed the jailer's blind daughter. On the day of his execution, he left the girl a note signed, Your Valentine. So that's where we get your Valentine. Be oh, my okay. Valentine. Be my Valentine. <laughs> Pope Julius I is said to have built a church near Monte Mole in his memory, which for a long time gave name to the gate now called Porta del Popolo, formerly Porta Bealtini. Well done. I tried my best, guys. I'm sorry. No, I would have butchered the hell out of it. Go ahead. (laughs) The romantic nature of Valentine's Day may have derived during the Middle Ages when it was believed that birds paired couples in mid-February. According to English 18th century antiquarians, Albin Butler and Francis Doach. I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. How do you spell it? uh, D-O-U-C-E. Duce? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) You're probably more right than I am. Valentine's Day was most likely created to overpower the pagan holiday Lupercalia. Oh, Lupercalia. Oh, 
Well, it was so close to my name that I wanted to do Kalia. I'm sorry. The only reason I know Looper Kalia is because of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. There's an episode mm. about it. That's the only reason why. Well, maybe we should have done that. There's still time. I think do Looper <laughs> Kalia. Anyway, go ahead. Although the exact origin of the holiday is not widely agreed upon, it is widely recognized as a day for love, devotion, and romance. Whoever he was, Valentine did really exist because archaeologists have unearthed a Roman catacomb and an ancient church dedicated to St. Valentine. Oh, cool. Yeah. In 496 A.D., Pope Gellius marked February 14th as a celebration in honor of his martyrdom. So, Elizabeth, would you like to know how to become a saint? You know what? I would because, believe it or not, I fancy myself a martyr. <laughs> it, that's a, it's clearly a joke. Please. It, it's a joke. I do not fancy myself a martyr. But yeah, how does one become a saint? I know that there are many steps to it, and that's about it. There's only four. Okay. Well, that's more than one. Well, yeah. That could be considered many. (laughs) It could. How does one get nominated to be a saint? So. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I'm just going to shut up and you tell me. Yes, I would be more than, I would be overjoyed to know how one becomes a saint. That way I can leave a directive for my family when I pass away. To become Saint Saint Delight. The first qualifier, not a step, qualifier is that you have to be dead for five years. Oh, okay. So there's that. The process for a man or woman to become a canonized saint includes four phases or steps. I listed them as steps. Okay, because if you say phases, then I just feel like we're entering into Marvel territory. Right. (laughs) Phase one. The first phase names them a servant of God and subsequent phases determine the eligibility to be proclaimed venerable, blessed, and finally saint. So step one, a cause for beautification and canonization begins and the candidate is called a servant of God. And again, you must be dead for five years. Step two, the postio or case is created to document the person's heroic virtue and they are voted to become venerable. Oh, I'm out. I don't have a heroic virtue. Uh, I mean, it's hard to do that. So I get it. I'm saying that like <laughs> I'm heroic. <laughs> and you are. Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> Step three. Evidence <laughs> of a- you put that dick in the box. <laughs> hey, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Step one. Yep. Put <laughs> a hole in the box. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Step three. Evidence of a first miracle is investigated and verified, and they are declared blessed. Well, my birth was a miracle, so okay. Yeah. Two out of three. Well, mm-hmm. no, I'm not dead yet, but okay. <laughs> I'll have two out of three. So I'm on I'm sorta on my way there. Sorta. Step four. After a second miracle is proven, the person is named oh. a saint and is canonized by the Pope. 
Step four, my miracle, my second miracle. I made it through this life without cutting a bitch. I don't even feel like you're halfway there and it's too soon to tell. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) I was a little hurt, but no, I can't be. That's that's, that's fair. It's very fair. (laughs) All right. So because this was so short, I had Elizabeth and super fan Sarah send me a list of three things they would want to know if there's a saint for. And Elizabeth texted lost things, which mm-hmm. I thought was weird because I thought everybody knew of St. Anthony. That one. Oh, I, did. I, I did that. I did know that. I thought was, okay. it was lost causes. Lost causes of St. Jude. Okay. That. Okay. I got them confused then. But my story with St. Anthony is that anytime I lost something, say an earring or my homework or I'm a messy person, so everything. I feel like, mom, help me find this. She's like, no, you need to pray to St. Anthony. So I did. And after I cleaned my room, I found it. All right. And then she said organization. And what I found on organization is St. Teresa of Avelia. She is the patron saint for scholars and for evidence-based practice and okay. or headache sufferers. Oh, that's my girl. Yep. And Spanish Catholic writers. When it came up. It's a very niche saint. Yes. Whenever <laughs> I Googled saint of organization, she popped up first and it was more like organized research and I felt that fit with Elizabeth and I for research for the podcast. Yes. So I was like, yes, her. I like her. Include her. Do it. Yes. Elizabeth said, punctuality. There is not a saint for punctuality, but. Oh, I call dibs. (laughs) But what I did find is Saint Expeditus. He is the saint of emergencies expedious solutions against procrastination. I was like, this is my dude. This is who I need to pray to because I'm the (laughs) worst procrastinator. Merchants, navigators, programmers, and hackers revolutionaries. I don't know what that Hmm. means, but he's the patron saint for you if you're a hackers revolutionaries. After Elizabeth gave me her list, I texted super fan Sarah and I asked her on three random things to find out if there's a saint for it. And she told me I could quote her text. This was her response. Considering your podcast theme, we got to find out if there is a saint of murder and or crimes, TV and or entertainment, but like a modern take, like, is there a Sorry, like there is a saint of music, but what about advertising or PR? And because I need it like I need air coffee. And you know what, Sarah? Same girl. I need coffee 24-7 all the time. So this is what I found. Okay, I'm dying to know. (laughs) So for murder and crimes and or crimes, I picked out two. Saint Maria Goretti. She is the patron saint of victims of rape, crime victims, teenage girls, and modern youth. Okay. 
And then I found St. Julian, the hospitaler. He is the patron saint of clowns and circus workers, innkeepers, fiddlers, jugglers, childless people, and murderers. Okay. For TV and entertainment, I also found two. St. Clair of Assisi. She is the patron saint of Idacy's Goldsmiths Laundry, which Elizabeth was folding earlier. And oh God, it's- <laughs> it is. And television. She is also the patron saint of screens. So there was an article I briefly skimmed that said, if you have a broken screen on your phone, you can pray to St. Clair. St. Clair. Yes. I'm praying right now. (laughs) Then there is also St. Bernardino of Siena. He is the patron saint of advertising, communications, compulsive gambling, and respiratory (laughs) problems. Oh, okay. That's quite the mix. All right. It is. For the coffee one, the one that I found, he has a very wide mix of things. Okay. So... For coffee, I found St. Drogo. Like Cal Drogo? Yes. <laughs> I knew you would be excited about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on. He is the patron saint of those who find others repulsive. Oh, this is my guy. Unattractive okay. people. Nah, yeah, okay. That's my guy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bodily ills. Broken bones, cattle, cattle, coffee house keepers, coffee house owners, deaf people, dumbness, gallstones, hernias, illness, and insanity. So that is St. Drogo. Okay. Okay. I found the patron saint of peanut butter. (laughs) Yes. The patron saint of peanut butter is St. James. Okay. There's also a patron saint. Hold on. There's St. Martha, who is the patron saint of waiters and waitresses. Oh, awesome. So St. Jude, I guess, would be considered, I guess, the patron saint of difficult times, mm-hmm. which I guess bad days could fall under. But there was another one. St. Cajetan, according to Wikipedia, his feast day is August 7th. And he was born October 1st, 1480. He died August 7th, 1547 at the age of 66. He is the patron saint of bankers, unemployed people, workers, gamblers, document controllers, and job seekers. I don't know why they have anything to do, why that seems to be bad days, but okay. (laughs) Patron saint of misfits. Here we go. (laughs) So I obviously am not named after a saint but there is a saint elizabeth she is let me look she is the patron of hospitals nurses bakers brides countesses dying children exiles homeless people lace makers widows and widows yeah so that's one saint elizabeth so, yeah, that's what I have on Saints and St. Valentine for your Valentine's Day listening pleasure. Hopefully, 
this is not all you're doing is listening to this podcast. I hope you have fun. Even if you don't have a partner, I hope you treat yourself to something you enjoy to drink. Alcoholic. You treat yourself. Not here. Or I'm not. Jump on a, yeah, go for it. I'm going to jump on a band on a rant real quick. Valentine's Day. You don't have to be in a partnership to enjoy Valentine's Day. Self-love and self-care is just as important. Absolutely. Love yourself. Find yourself Take a hot bath. something to Get, drink. Drink a whole bottle of wine. Watch or your favorite movie on Netflix. Want. Eat a whole pizza. Yeah. Do it. Buy yourself some cupcakes. Yes. Or chocolate-covered strawberries. Those are personally my favorite. Yes, chocolate-covered strawberries are (laughs) the way to go. Yeah. Self-love, self-care. Yes. Light a candle, preferably purchased by malicious women. Use discount code HORRENDOUS10. Exactly. And just enjoy yourself. Yes. But seriously, you do not need to be in a partnership to enjoy Valentine's Day. Mm Mm-mm. So take care of yourself. Remember St. Valentine who got beheaded. So that you could buy Hallmark cards at Target. Yes. And yeah, that's it. That's all I have for you guys. I'm super, I'm fascinated because I, first of all, I'm disappointed that feast days no longer involve feasts. But I feel like because there's so many saints, you would literally be eating these huge feasts every single day. I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day, not Valentine's Day. And celebrate Galentine's Day as well, February 13th. Yes. Embrace your inner Leslie Nope. Gather your <laughs> favorite people. Doesn't have to be gals. Can be can be guys too. Your yeah. favorite gays and gals. And hang out. Yeah. Do that. But wear a mask. <laughs> wear, yes, wear a mask while doing it. Just this year. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. After this year, we'll be good. Do a Zoom call, drink some wine, get some brunch, do some mimosas, send a gift. Yeah. Although Elizabeth's not giving a getting a gift for Valentine's Day from me because her birthday is also in February. So yeah. So she's getting a nice homemade item, but yeah. I love it, and I cannot wait. <laughs> she's been. So excited for this. And I told her she was going to have to buy it. But instead, I'm making it for her. No, don't buy it. It's a birthday gift. All right. Thank you for listening to our ramblings. And have a great Valentine's Day. Happy day. Happy day. Bye. While you're still here, I would like to tell you about two new partners that Horrendous Podcast has. The first one is The Mud Honeys, and they sell really awesome t-shirts and a lot of other things. All the shirts that they make, they print in-house, 
And it's really awesome. Check them out. The website is www.shopthemudhoneys.com and use discount code BESTIES at checkout for 15% off. The second one is Malicious Women Company, and they have really awesome candles and bath bombs and cosmetics, all those things I love. Check them out at www.maliciouswomenco.com and use discount code HORRENDOUS10 for 10% off your order. We hope you love these companies as much as we do, and please be sure to check them out. Thank you.